Oh, let's just do a raisin episode. What do you think? Yes. Canister or little mini single serving boxes? <laughs> Again, Ben's like, can can you limbo under cracker? How about hey guys? <laughs> it's not like there's even like types of raisins. It's pretty much just raisins, yeah. man. <laughs> hey, you guys want to come paint this fence? It's a real great fence to paint. Why don't we talk about raisins? Yeah. Oh, fence episode. Anyways, dibs on raisins. Well, there's like <laughs> there's green grapes and like purpley kind of grapes, right? right? So golden raisins. Are mm. is that that's the thing? Grant, you haven't had golden raisins. Oh, no, baby, I just live. I just invented them in my head. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you go to the store now and see them. You'll be like, oh fuck, <laughs> oh I did my it. god, <laughs> look at look at what I've done. Look at what, what I've created. What else can I invent? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Excuse me, sir. I seem to have created golden raisins. Where are the where are the boob melons? <laughs> I created oh. them weeks ago. So. Come on, chicken breasts. Where are your breast flavored Doritos? <laughs> oh man. Did you say breast flavored Doritos? Yes. <laughs> yeah, succulent breast flavored Doritos. Mm-hmm, that's what everyone wants. You want to eat tits? I was I I heard the words in the right order, but I was picturing Dorito flavored breasts. (laughs) Oh, that's good too. That's good too. Can't go wrong. As everyone knows, it is now May, and you know. Were there not a global pandemic uh, canceling everything, it would be time for May Madness. As oh, everyone knows, yeah. as everyone gets ready every May for the madness. Woo! Everyone gets all their brackets out. You dust, you get your, you go up to the garage attic and you get all your, you dust off all your old brackets. Get them ready for the bracket madness of May. See, Ben knows the song. He knows the song. He knows the CBS broadcast. That's, that's their classic song. The brackets down in Africa. Mm-hmm. That's the other one. classic. So, what we're gonna do? We're gonna celebrate May, the traditional May madness, with a bracket, a flat bracket. Uh, a flap it. Some have called it that. <laughs> was it me? It, it, it was you just now. <laughs> I win. We're gonna have a bracket. To determine the World Flap Galactic Championship of the Universe, sponsored by Plotchman's Mustard. All right. <laughs> so I have broken down, da- I've created a bracket of 16 of uh, our beloved uh, podcast characters. Uh, I've broken them down into four different regions. Uh, for those of you on the video screen, I'm going to share my screen here so that you can see the madness of May. Ooh, Hold on just look a at second. that. Oh wow! The glory! Can oh you believe God. it? Look it looks at that so glory. much bigger in the shower. So here's the bracket. You can see we have uh, region one real people, uh, region two real people we have fictionalized. That okay. makes sense when you see it. Uh, region three are original fictional people, so fictional characters we've created, uh-huh. and region four is other people's fictional people, <laughs> so fictional characters that were created by other people that we have okay. appropriated. Excellent. Uh, so the seating breaks down here. For, so first of all, I should say, I did not include uh, Drillbit Liberty because he would win the bracket, and so there would be no reason <laughs> of having a bracket. Uh, so Drillbit Liberty is the official host of okay. the tournament. Yeah, 
Drum uh, Liberty is infinity plus one. What you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. So uh, the the first seed, top seed in the real people region, we have Dale Earnhardt. Oh yeah, uh, he <laughs> number one seed the, for sure. No, first overall seed. Uh, the four seed, Bob Budiansky, uh, Transformers lore master. He's back from okay. space. Uh, That's my boy. I should say. Uh, Dale Earnhardt featured in episode 98. Bob Budiansky featured in episode 114. Uh, number two, uh, Leslie Lynch King Jr. from episode 78. <laughs> uh, uh, President, uh, President Leslie, Leslie Lynch, Lynch King, King Jr. Jr. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. He gave up the pimping game and ran our country. <laughs> uh, Which episode was that great? I have a feeling he pimped our country. That was episode 78. And from episode 104... Jeff Ducey. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in the real people, we have fictionalized region. We have the top seed, Jim Fight. Yes, exactly. Oh, I was hoping that's what yeah. this was. Yes. Yes. So, he is a real person, but we have sort of, uh, I mean, he's fictionalized himself, but that yeah, sort he's of based is on his realness. But then we have also <laughs> fictionalized things upon him as well. So, uh, the four seed here. Is Farmer Plotchman? <laughs> Certainly, there was a yes. guy who founded the Plotchman's Mustard Company. Yes, uh, and we have definitely made up things about him. Uh-huh. I'm uh huh. I'm a little uh, concerned that uh, this is sponsored by Plotchman's Mustard, but you know we'll tackle that when we get there. You yeah. never know; we might get a last Coach's minute uh, sponsorship by uh, spiritual bullshit. That's true. Uh, Jim Fight episode seventy three. Farmer Plotchman episode sixty three. Uh, the two seed here, uh, the hammer, the poet warrior monk, Dungeons and Dragons episode 84. (laughs) I was going to ask, I I already thought, oh, uh, hammer didn't make it. He's not in the real people, but he's, (laughs) (laughs) no, (laughs) the poet warrior monk version of him. Yes. Yes. Uh, and the three seed here from episode 57, uh, the only duo in the in the whole tournament, Ork and Gub Gub. Ork and Gub Gub. Yay, all right. Yes, Ork and Gub Gub. <laughs> Hammer at home. Corey, Hammer at home. <laughs> I've, I've always imagined it spelled with the K and then the, the dash with the Gub Gub. That's, so that's... Well, Grant, with the slash is his Christian name, but they say Gub Gub without the yeah. slash. <laughs> so, uh, in the original fictional people region, uh, first overall seed... Hail Borbo. Borbo. Hail yeah. Borbo. Oh, Borbo. From episode 45. Hail. Yes. Uh, wow, Borbo f- goes back. Mm-hmm. Playing the four seed Pierre Lefry from episode 88. <laughs> the poutine mascot. <laughs> poutine restaurant mascot, Pierre Lefry. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a French fur trapper. <laughs> and it for some reason represents poutine. Um, the two seed here in this region... Italian Specialist Man, our superhero that we created in episode 93. Okay. Yes. Uh, and he is facing off against Texaco Pete from the Hoblympics episode uh, 81. <laughs> he is noted for his bunions. Okay. Uh, so now we have the other people's fictional people region. First overall seed, Hulk Hogan. I mean, oh. come on. <laughs> Terry Balea is a real human being, but Hulk Hogan... Is a fictional character. Yep. <laughs> is someone uh, else's fever dream. Yes, and we did not create him, unfortunately. Uh, he is facing off against, from episode 70, 
Bio Organic Battalion, or no, it's Bio Sanitation Battalion. Bob, the yeah. sad robot from the black hole. <laughs> B-O-B wow. st- somehow stands for Bio Sanitation Battalion. I'm I'm sm- uh, smelling an upset already. Right. I just want to say, be. like, if you didn't think he could get more dented and crushed, just <laughs> you hold on to the end of this episode and find out. Yeah. Uh. So the two seed is everyone's favorite fictional character, Shaq. <laughs> he's, he's not real. Scene? He's not real. He is he's a fictional character. Come on. I tell my kids stories about Shaq just to get her to dunk. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, honey. That's some weak ass shit. <laughs> Think of how Shaq used to cry. Do it like Shaq, honey. <laughs> uh, and from episode 96, Thriller Gorilla. <laughs> I may Thrilla or gorilla. may not have fudged the seating to make sure that we have Shaq fighting a gorilla. <laughs> I, that's, I, I, that's, a, that's an image I want in my head. So, okay. Shaq versus a skateboarding gorilla. Or surfing. Surfing gorilla, gorilla exactly. If you broke, if you broke the... Um, uh, the strict and uh, sacred rules of laying out a fictional bracket. You're the Oscar Schindler of brackets if you did some fudgery <laughs> to get Shaq, Shaq fighting a gorilla. We're good here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're making a movie about this. Yep. So, kids, if you have a book report due on Schindler's List, you can just listen to this episode and it's good enough. You'll get the gist <laughs> of it. Mm-hmm. You'll get the gist of it. Yep. Uh, just, replace, just email this to your professor and say you did it. We're cool. Replace, te- replace Texaco Pete with Jews and you're you're good. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, Grant, you've done a you've done a masterful job uh, organizing uh, these groups. Well, thank you. Uh, I should also mention, since I mentioned all the other ones, Hulk Hogan from featured in episode one hundred and six, and Thriller Gorilla <laughs> from episode ninety six, Shaq from episode fifty nine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I bothered who, to look those you... up, so I'm going to make you listen to them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hulk Hogan. Mm, I don't. You go back and listen to episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's yeah. from a lot of episodes. That was from like the first yeah. big. Yeah. That's, if you don't yeah, know Hulk Hogan, listen to some of our past episodes and. Yeah, yeah. listen to almost thing. any of them. I found this weird podcast. They they mentioned some of their deeper episodes. I got into it, and there's this whole culture yeah. around this Hogan man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, you have He's a, a Hulk Hogan shirt? Do you listen to Free Legal Advice? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you found out about him too. We could call our fans Hulkamaniacs. Uh, <laughs> Great so idea. So let, let's get this started. Let's get the tip yeah. off, the kick yeah. off. The, yeah, uh, let's get this tip drop, going. Drop the puck. Trade some uh, paint, baby. Whatever it is that's going Rub on. the tip. Grant, any sort of uh, premise of are these characters physically fighting each other? Are we saying who's best? These uh, characters are competing against each other. And whatever that means in your mind is what that means. All right. Those are the rules. Are, are so, any, are, wait, are, are any holds barred? Hold on. <laughs> let me, hold on. I, I'm going to check through my email here. That I sent out. Um, yada, yada, yada. There are no holds barred. Oh, my God. God. And that gives Hulk Hogan an advantage because he was in a movie called No Holds Barred. <laughs> this, is this is true. You don't pick up any. Uh, you don't pick up any bad habits then. And you're just like, "Well, I'm sorry, that was barred." <laughs> He's a wild so, man. So where do we uh, start? I I say let's start uh, top left, the real people region. Let's keep it real. Let's do it. So we got the one versus the four mascot. Dale or one versus the four seed. 
Dale Earnhardt versus Bob Budiansky. Ben. Dale Earnhardt. Uh, Dale Earnhardt? Yeah, because while Bob Budiansky gives voice to Transformers, Dale Earnhardt transforms the voice of the American people. Oh, there you go. There you go. Wolf whistle too. I don't know. I'm it making it up as I go. Is that, is that yeah. living? I thought I'd throw a wolf in there. It's good enough. You know, I'm a chef. Good enough. A little dash of this. Anyone else want to weigh in? You know what? I want to. I want to. I want to just say, uh, uh, as a fan, as a as a loyal fan of my of my boy Bob Budiansky, right there. Uh, of course, I see this one going the way it's going to go. Dale Earnhardt's going to intimidate him. Uh, there's, there's mm. just, I mean, when it comes to intimidation mm. or, uh, being able to make up a uh, hundred toy backstories in a weekend, uh, if we had a weekend for this competition, I would give Bub <laughs> a, a slight chance and I, he, you give him a weekend and he could write you an upset story, but it's just not going to happen. So that's not, not enough love time. Him. It's Dale. That's you know, true. It's the Dale. time limit, the time limit really works against him here. Also, Dale's got a one in front of his name. Bob's got a four. So I got to go with that. Yeah. But I mean, Buddy Ansky clearly is renowned for how slow he works, given that it took him an entire weekend to think of every Transformers backstory. Like, he, he, he's, he's a little too slow. Yep. Earnhardt's got 500 miles in a Sunday afternoon, baby. So uh, we're, we're, I'm, I'm not voting in this. So the other, uh, Ben, Corey, and Matt are all voting. That way there can be, you know, three votes, no ties. And obviously uh, I would vote the way the seating goes because I'm the one who seated it. So I, you know... Uh, so you want so me to Matt, break the tie? Is what you're saying? Well, do you have? Do you have? What's your vote? I saying. don't think there's a tie. I had no, but I have just want, a you know, for question posterity. for clarification. Uh, yeah. In your mind, in this bracket, is Dale Earnhardt still alive or is he dead? <laughs> Dale Earnhardt is Dale Earnhardt, and if you think this, I mean, look, his body may be dead, but if you think you can break his spirit, you think you can destroy that, then. It was a trick question because whether he's alive or dead, he still wins. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yep. Okay, three to nothing, I believe. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's three to nothing. Into the quarterfinals. I mean, uh, we all saw it coming. Next matchup, number two, Leslie Lynch King Jr. versus number three, Jeff Ducey, <laughs> who, though he knows apparently nothing at all, he has managed to parlay that into quite the successful life, I would say. Exactly. Also, Jeff Ducey. And what the hell yes. ever happened with... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to jump in on this one. What the hell mm-hmm. did Leslie... What, Jeff Ducey... Carry it named after him that he no longer even owns, but still the legend lives on. And mm-hmm. now he's a, a big wig of Ottawa, a big wheel, one of the big wheels downtown. What the hell ever happened to Leslie Lynch King Jr.? Mm-hmm. I don't know what he ever he's did with dead. his life. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking dead. And Ducey didn't have to change his name. In fact, he was mm-hmm. proud of his name. He embraced that motherfucker. And uh, yeah, I'm going with Ducey all the way on this one. The Deuce. I gotta okay. go. I gotta go Ducey as well because. Leslie Lynch King, you walked away from the pimpinous name in the pimpinous game. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Ducey, you sound like a second stream pimp, and you're, you're living it. Like, you never back down. So, Lynch King, you had the lead until you changed it to whatever the fuck Ford or whatever. Uh, Ducey, you've been straight pimp. You've been a B-plus pimp this whole time. Ducey. <laughs> also, I never worked for uh, Leslie Lynch King Jr., uh, and Jeff Ducey was a good boss. So Jeff Ducey, B-plus pimp. Uh, <laughs> can we get that on a, could a man named Leslie Lynch King Jr. be elected president? Jeff Ducey doesn't know. <laughs> I'm sticking with Jeff Ducey. <laughs> on to the Elite Eight. God damn, it's right. a sweep. Three nothing yeah. again. It's a bloodbath over here in real Peopleville. <laughs> so I think we should finish off the real people region here. Okay. Oh, Earnhardt okay. versus right. Jeff Ducey. Yeah. 
Who's going to the final four? Well, here's what I want to think. When I'm, when I'm next to either of these people, when I'm next to Jeff Ducey, B-plus pimp, or when I'm next to Dale Earnhardt, the intimidator, I want to feel like, which one is intimidating me the most? And although I'm slightly intimidated by B-plus pimps, <laughs> I'm going to say, strange upset. I know Ducey had a strong fight, just came off a win. I got to go Earnhardt. I'm, I'm pretty certain that uh, the bar slash convenience store that uh, he once managed uh, contained multiple uh, wall hangings, posters, uh, various perhaps beer signage that had Dale Earnhardt on it. Ah. So I can crisply Dale picture... Dale Earnhardt probably had no pictures of Jeff Ducey. It, Grant, <laughs> you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I've, I've seen... <laughs> look at the number three car and tell me there's a, there's a picture of Jeff mm-hmm. Ducey. Although Jeff Ducey is the number three seed. Oh. Can Dale Earnhardt beat a part of himself? Can he beat number three? Uh, no, ultimately, I was going to say, I've, I've essentially seen this play out. I've seen the two men stare at each other face to face. Can Dale Earnhardt be so stoic enough that even he himself could not intimidate himself? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Grant, who's voting here? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just yeah, throwing Grant, questions out here. You're putting your thumb on the scale I'm there, questions out here. No, I, I, I'm a moderator. I'm allowed to, yeah. I'm allowed the to put things out there. The guy who said he intentionally fucked the, the, the system? That can't be true. Uh, I, like I said, I've seen this play out. I've seen, I've essentially seen them stare at each other. Uh, and only one of them uh, could ever, ever had the power to fire me. So Ooh, Jeff Ducey's more intimidating to me. So I'm that voting for Jeff Ducey. Ben, wow. tying vote. Yeah, so uh, you've got two fierce competitors here, you know, and you've got um, the Intimidator, you got the Man of the People, uh, Lucy Goosey Doocy, which uh, if he hasn't been called that, it's Putnam County, so why the fuck not? Uh, they should get to it uh, too sweet. But anyway, uh, the Goose, the, go- the, the Deuce Goose, the Goose, the Goose Deuce, the Deuce. The goose, the spruce goose. Yeah, I, hey, the goose comes off that upset. He's he's definitely a man of the people. Um, he's the, he's he's what's hot right now. But uh, you know, he, part of why he's so hot is because he's got that because he's a cool dude. And I, I don't think he has quite the fight in him. He's he's a, a gatekeeper. He's a perennial fan favorite. But I think Earnhardt's got the uh, the the fight in him. He's got the spirit, and I, I think he pulls ahead in this one. So. We better fair. The goose gets clapped off the field for sure. Um, standing O all the way, but Earnhardt, Earnhardt, Earnhardt crosses the finish line and makes a does chocolate cookies or whatever the fuck donuts in the in the infield. And you know what? Even though uh, even though Deucey walks off and is like a class act, and we're all happy, like Earnhardt still like uh, hits him doing a donut, <laughs> rubbing his racing. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you aren't in a car, that's your fault. That's a good excuse for any car accident. Rubbing's racing. <laughs> Your Honor, Rubbin's race. <laughs> the case of Rubbin v. Racing. Uh, so we have Dale Earnhardt in the close one, moving on to the final four. Uh, let's now move on to the real people we have fictionalized region, mm-hmm. uh, where we have Jim Fight taking on Farmer Plotchman. Well, I'm telling you, through the internet and time, I can still feel heat coming off his hand at that wrestling practice where he showed us how he could manifest <laughs> his chi. Uh Fight takes this one, first round knockout, when he blacks out and finds himself that he's won round one. I was just going to say, I went to this, saw this live in person. I blacked out, have no idea what happened. When I came to, Jim Fight was standing there, blood dripping down one nostril, 
and the ref was raising his hand in the air. Mustard wow. dripping down the other. Wow. <laughs> you know, and this is one of those like uh this is almost like when like the heels beaten up on like a week, you know, like like you really uh you don't necessarily want him to win, but he's just pounding on him. Of course, I think I think mm-hmm. Jim Fight takes this one. And of course, the after fight interview, he's just like he just I just woke up covered in mustard. I just <laughs> I, I went into the ring, I focused my chi a little too hard, and the next thing I know, I just got a spicy tang all over me. What happened? When I when I came to, all my brats had mustard on them. <laughs> I didn't put it on there. I don't know how I got there. Who be mustarded those brats? <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, Jim fight slathers that one. It's three nothing sweep. So. Uh, the two versus three matchup, Hammer the Poet Warrior Monk versus the duo, the duad of Orc and the Gub Gub. I'm trying to think who would get least amount of work done <laughs> repairing something. Orc and Gub Gub trying to repair something, or the Hammer trying to repair something. And this is, I'm like a stalemate. I got to find another. I is find there another beer avenue. around? Is a good question. To... Mm. Uh, you know, I've seen Orc and Gub Gub drunk, but not. Qu- I've never seen them h- hide beer like I've seen the Hammer hide beer. <laughs> I saw the Hammer hide beer under a trash can at a, a sporting event once, and that was such a power move when it was still there afterwards. I'm going with Hammer. Poet Warrior Monk wins this round. The fictionalized version of whatever he is. So those who have seen the handyman who, uh, when Corey and I managed an apartment building, the handyman who were more handy than us somehow, I don't know, or they were the real repair guys, but those, those who know, uh, know that they once pounded drywall screws in with a hammer. <laughs> so, did I mean... So they have creative solutions to problems. And mastery over a hammer. Mm-hmm. Oh, How, you know what I'm saying? They made the hammer do whatever it is they wanted, even if right. the hammer didn't want to do it. Even if the hammer knew better. I think this match is Orc and Gub Gub through Acts One, Act Two, but then we see the hammer doing his dancing. Uh, he gets up, he starts doing his badass dance moves. Uh, Orc and Gub Gub don't really know what to make of it, and it's and somebody I don't know Tammy or somebody throws him a beer, and it's like Popeye spinach. And I, then I think that he uh, he pounds them both out of the ring. So I, th- I think the hammer wins this in a, uh, a comeback. Mm, interesting. Yeah, uh, just to tack on the third vote here, because then if they needed to use the hammer to get their job done, to me, that's not their mastery oh. over the hammer. That shows me they couldn't do it without him. So in no. a sense, interesting. Like in a sense, move. hammer was the one who pounded those uh, <laughs> drywall screws. <laughs> he did their job for him. Yeah. When there was only one elephant track in the sand that day, it was him missing the, the nail and hitting the drywall. <laughs> oh my so, god! This fucking now show we down. have. A hell of a showdown to see who goes to the final four. Jim Fight versus Boat Rory Monk. And Corey. I don't necessarily know the entire timeline of our fair city, but these two must have possibly lived at the same time in that town. They oh, certainly yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I would or, think so. Yeah. Or I'm starting to I'm starting to think one must have been gone by the time the other one left because there's a magnetism <laughs> here that these two steel sharp and steel. <laughs> and these two, if they weren't aware of each other, they must have met at some point. There must have been some sort of knockdown dragon. And if I'm correct, the world was destroyed. It's not what it used to be. Right. Um, Jim Fight versus the poet warrior monk. Uh, 
I'm actually going to have to go. Um, I have to go Jim fight on this one. I uh, don't think. I feel like the poet warrior monk is aware of limitations or reality <laughs> on some level. <laughs> like even as a fictional character. We'll see. I'll go Jim fight. I'll go Jim fight. Okay. So the Jim, Jim fight, nearly unlimited martial art powers, right? Mm-hmm. Fire. We're talking fireballs, leg sweeps, masterful pressure point touches that could make that could control mind control for all i know what this guy's got <laughs> stories of destroying you know countless probably evil ninjas and uh, adversaries defeating men in the ring not knowing what his hands are even capable of but has he ever destroyed a drive-in movie theater no <laughs> <laughs> the hammer can destroy buildings i'm giving it to the hammer hey rachel v miranda uh, let's hope the hammer hasn't either <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this is a fictional character here. So we have another right uh, quarterfinal coming down. One versus one. Matt, who's going? Who's moving on? Yeah, like we said, this is this is the immovable object, the the, the immovable <laughs> tall tale versus the uh, unstoppable <laughs> bullshitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's just epic, and Corey, like you said, it's the age of Ultron, and just the universe has been destroyed. But I, I see this, I see this playing out where the hammer takes his shirt off, he starts bowing up. Oh, he yeah. starts bowing up on the guy. Obviously, Jim Fight is over there doing karate moves to the air, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this goes on and on and on for a while, right? <laughs> After. After a, a, a flex off of, of many hours, I think they kind of forget why they were there, and uh, they end up starting telling bullshit stories. So what we ultimately get down to is a bullshit off, um, and this again goes for hours and hours because uh, we're, we're talking through through the night and into the next morning. They're each telling tall tales, um, but it's it's so loud and uh, and raucous. The cops are called. And only the poet Oof. warrior monk, with his woo-coo-coo, is mm-hmm. aware yeah, that did. is able to make the escape. Jim uh, fight is arrested, and the poet warrior monk moves on. Hey, you get down in those deep waters, Matt. It's all about your training. It's all about your reflexes. Then, <laughs> and no one has trained harder to run at the first sight of the cops than the poet warrior monk. <laughs> you know, sometimes this it's not true. about how good you are. It's about not making mistakes. You know? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, done a handful of matchups here. We've got a couple upsets, got some close matchups. Uh, moving on to the original fictional people region, uh, we have the top seed Borbo facing off against the Frenchman, Pierre Lefroy. Hail Borbo. <laughs> Hail Borbo. <laughs> no, that was my vote. Corey? If you do not uh, remember Borbo being the ancient primitive god of base actions, uh, mm-hmm. the governing all uh, impulses uh, has, of course, the killer instinct uh, to destroy Pierre Lefroy and his uh, poutine sponsorship, Borbo. He does have a beaver trap. Do you think Borbo could get caught in the beaver trap? Or Bor- It doesn't matter. That's sort of like a splinter <laughs> in an elephant's uh, foot or something like that. He's just, he barrels right through him. In any of these matchups, you have to find some access to, to judge them upon. And I think Ben mm-hmm. hit upon it. Uh, Pierre Lefroy is uh is a is a is a wood smart you know beaver trapper, and <laughs> Borbo is uh, the expression of base actions, like it's like in this corner, 
French beaver traitor. <laughs> and then they, they mm-hmm. in this corner, Boba, he just would eat Pierre Lefry. Yes. Like it would just be like an instant consumption. I assume he would then also And start... in this dimension, Barbo. <laughs> yeah. yes. In this dimension. <laughs> yeah, I think uh I think Borbo's got the one uh next to him for a reason. I like that he's a he's a fur trapper, but he's like Many of my colleagues they have a college education. I'm a simple trapper, but I have wood smarts. Wood smarts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wood smarts. We're just like book smarts, because where, where does paper come from? Yeah. Yeah. They're more practical. Huh? Huh? Uh, you don't think about these things unless you have the wood smart. Yep. Yeah. He's a wood smart fish out of, a beaver out of the pond. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> beaver out of dam. Beaver out of dam. Beaver out of dam. God damn it, I'm yeah. so close. Uh, Matt. I already voted. I said hail you, you Borbo. Say, you say hail Borbo? Okay, I just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. I mean, because that could have just been like uh, a, just a standard benediction, just like hail Borbo. Right. Okay, what are we talking about? You know, just and wanted to be sure. Not just the standard benediction. Also, Borbo, if you're listening, hail Borbo. Like, yes, I'm... hail Borbo. Hail Borbo. <laughs> it could have been, you know, you heard the priest made a noise like this, so you instinctively made a noise like that. But no, that was that was my vote. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and also with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The one and uh, only apostolic church with the believer divided by the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, moving on to the two versus three matchup Italian specialist man or men versus Texaco Pete, noted hobo. I, okay, I gotta say, I, I, li- I think this is one of our closest matches. Um, because it's not uh, a deity versus a clown. Uh, like, like, like a previous matchup might have been. Yeah. <laughs> a little closer. It's like a little bit of a one sided crush. has a couple built in advantages. He's got a couple. <laughs> this omniscient being. Um, uh, I like Italian Specialist Man versus Texaco Pete because they both, if our listeners go back and listen to the episodes Grant said at the top of the episode, mm-hmm, whatever uh, those numbers were, do that now. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm wait. Mm-hmm. Those were great. Sorry for the one. Ooh, good um, ones. <laughs> yeah, one was good. Sorry sort for the of, other. Sort of. Yeah. You'll notice Italian specialist man has the uh, constitution of a hobo. Uh, so, I, <laughs> oh yeah, gonna be, it's going to be hard to I set forgot. up an, uh, an axis against these two. Italian specialist man is like uh, he's a crusty old fellow that's not too healthy, and nor is Texaco Pete. So, on what on what metric shall we find uh, these two to judge upon? Is the good question here. Mm-hmm. My metric, I'm going Texaco Pete. He's just got a better three-point shot. (laughs) (laughs) Italian specialist man does have the wing defense that you need, but Texaco Pete is a fireballer from long range. I mean, come on. I mean, you want to talk about wet weather. It's it's getting wet in the gym with uh, Texaco Pete here. It's raining threes. I got to say. Monsoon season. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when it comes to field goals, Italian specialist man cannot. Can, he's he's not hitting them. Not from anywhere this uh, on the court this year. I'll go with Texaco Pete. Yeah, he's just he's a he's a bricklayer, classic bricklayer. Classic. Uh, so Corey's Texaco Pete. Ben. Texaco Pete. Hey, uh, you've got long game. Uh, speaking of bricklayer, he's a man of the people. You know, I think Italian specialist man overlooked him. I don't think he had the right training camp. Um, I think he's he's a. Uh, He's more concerned about his Twitter account um, and the worksmanship and the heavy calluses of Texaco Pete uh, <laughs> paid off. And, I, and, and Pete pulls off the upset in a sweep. I mean, Italian specialist man is really, he's looking, he's just looking forward to going pro. He's not really focused on this mm. right now. Let's just say one of them's doing it for the love of the game. 
And a pie. So, uh, in the quarterfinals, to determine who goes on to the final four, we have Borbo versus Texaco Pete. So this is the classic Sunday school, is Borbo strong enough to destroy Texaco Pete's bunion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, you know, <laughs> that question has plagued theologians for 700 years. <laughs> right. Since Borbo came around 700 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Texaco Pete has existed for 700 years. At least um, 700 hobo years, which is about hobo six months. Hobo years. Yeah, he's been outside for a week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been 700 hobo years. <laughs> for me, it's, you know, Borbo is an all-powerful, all-knowing being. Texaco Pete has beans. <laughs> I'm missing that. <laughs> beans. I'm, I'm going to go Borbo. <laughs> It sounds like it was a close one, though. It was really close. That was tough. <laughs> I'm going to follow Matt's example, and I'm going to use beans as the axis for this test. Mm-hmm. And although Texaco Pete probably has the... the, He's probably got the nose for it, and his ears prick up when he, when he hears the bean can. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can. The sound of a can getting set down is like uh, when you're feeding cats. Like, they just come running. <laughs> uh, but Borbo being the, uh, uh, the id, basically, just the base... Uh, uh, desires of want and uh destruction uh he would see texaco pete going for the beans he'd just want them beans he'd want it more he'd want it more is why i'm going borbo <laughs> borbo wants it more that's true borbo's got an incredible motor <laughs> just, <laughs> just a workaholic just in, in the gym wait he's the first guy to show up last guy to leave hey it's gym borbo's, uh Hey, when when you got uh deity versus hobo uh it's a, it's, it's always a tough matchup um as we've mentioned, Borbo, the god of uh, base actions and desires, um, he looks with favor down upon Texaco Pete, a creature also mm-hmm. of base habits and desires, motivated in much the same way. Texaco Pete pleases Borbo, uh, but Borbo wants it more. Borbo wins. Gets. So I was wondering uh, if putting a god on this bracket would <laughs> it's perhaps a, uh, tilt the scales, but... Uh, well, we, and with three... Three devout Bourbons. Um, yes, the the only uh, quarterfinal that did not come down to the wire thus far. Mm. I was thinking, uh, you know, perhaps Italian specialist man could beat Texaco Pete, but I figured between the two of them, the only one who would stand a chance against Borbo would be Texaco Pete. So I'm glad we got that matchup. Okay. Right, it was uh, good to see. It's what the fans want. Uh, so now we move on to the final region, other people's fictional people, with the top seed Hulk Hogan. You down versus- with other... People, OPFP, yeah, you know Yeah, us. you know, F me. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus Bob. A sad trash can robot. So you're talking about a beefy muscle can of a bald crusher versus a broken keg. A wrestler. Oh. Right. Versus, yeah. Uh, versus Bob I was crushed by a Hogan. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's all I need to say. Crushed I by a Hogan. I came here because I thought I heard he was a hoagie. Hey, now you can't underestimate his <laughs> shooting skills. Bob mm-hmm. is uh, true. mean with the mean with the gun. But uh, hey, the thing is, in training camp, you learn your game, you fight your fight. And you don't get suckered into his. So he comes in with the guns, which should be a clear advantage. 
uh, but he gets suckered into. Hogan stands out to do the test of strength, and fucking if fuck if Bob doesn't go right for it and gets crushed like the can that he is. Hogan, oh, wins. Bob, it's a rookie mistake. The rookie test mistake. of strength against Hogan. His coaches are going nuts. Come on, come on. I thought it'd be easy because he's bald. <laughs> uh, Matt. So is it, uh, just to recap, it's already two... Uh, it's two to nothing. Yep. I don't think it's the route that everyone uh, expects, uh, but ultimately, for the reasons uh, aforementioned, Hogan does win. But I do just want to call out that in that final dramatic last-ditch effort, as, as uh, Bob gives it his all, he does say, I can't make it. My hover stabilizer's gone. My main circuit's blown. Both backups are failing. <laughs> and then, yep. uh, then he does die. <laughs> At least Hulkamania is slightly traumatized by watching mm-hmm. a child yes. children's character die on the TV. crowd's losing it. Everyone, there's not a dry eye in the house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we move on Whew. to. The two seed Shaq, a fictional character, versus uh, the three seed Thrilla Gorilla, a surfing gorilla. I'd I'd like to see this go down on a fairly even keel. So can we use uh, surfing as the uh, metric from which we you judge can, these two monsters? Whatever metric you want, whatever metric you personally want, you can evaluate it. Because I'm 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 looking at it through the lens of surfing through as a professional surfer and avid surfer myself and mm-hmm. Thrilla Gorilla being one of my favorite other people's fictional surfers. Oh, without a doubt. Um, <laughs> I'm just still trying to wonder how Shaq ends up crushing him and possibly eating him. So um, <laughs> I, I'm doing my best here. I'm trying to think, but Shaq all the way. Yeah, uh, I when I see the two in the water slicing it up, uh, or carving it out. Uh, Thrilla is is a little bit more of the you know agile and and can maneuver, but you gotta think Shaq's surfboard is so big that it has a grand piano on it. <laughs> <laughs> so no matter how much the the gorilla you know tries to evade him, ultimately it's it's just like uh you know he's he's clobbered uh, by by Shaq. So Shaq Shaq in a landslide. <laughs> Yeah, I, there's there's nothing to discuss win. here. Title uh, Shaq, uh, one big dunk and it's over. Uh, breaks the spirit <laughs> of the gorilla. It's over. Shaq, Shaq, please. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll call that a Thriller Gorilla victory. Two you're, to one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're this close to forfeiting your vote. <laughs> uh so now we have a clash of titans here Whoa. that I was really hoping would happen. Ooh. Hulk Hogan versus Shaq. <sighs> wow. They're man. both huge. It's hard. It's very tough. It's the toughest matchup yet, perhaps. Yeah, this is the you know, this is the level where they're starting to get a little tricky. Uh there's no easy no easy outs from here on out. You yeah. know, and and I want to do my due diligence. I know that people are relying on me for this information. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to and, and it it takes me a moment, but I'm trying to just imagine how huge is Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna start off by going with the Hogan vote because uh, Shaq is huge, right? Shaq mm-hmm. is maybe one of the biggest people. He's not the biggest man. He's not the giant. He's not. 
He's not Andre and the Giant. And Hogan pressed and slammed the Giant. He slammed the Giant. And oh. while the Pontiac Silverdome. Shaq has Shaq Fu. Hogan has no records with the Fushnikins. Not one track with the Fushnikins. Ooh, that's true. He has hot guitar licks, but it's not as hot as guitar the... Guitar licks, but he doesn't have the rhymes. He doesn't have the rhymes. But he has all the Hulkamaniacs out there that are cheering for oh, him, brother. And that's, that's true. He, and, any stadium on earth is a home field advantage for Hulk Hogan. I mean, come on. Right. You could be in the People's Republic of North Korea to a packed stadium. <laughs> that uh, was not a packed stadium. <laughs> well, let's, let's discuss this offline. Let's take that one offline. Um, but it's the fans. It's the fans that do it. And, and I'm going to give uh, one vote out there to Hogan. Okay. Matt, you'd like to weigh in on this? Yeah. It, you know, we've, we've said, that again, Clash of Titans and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Hulk Hogan um, is first. You know, he you, Ben. You mentioned he's uh, he has beaten Andre Giant or uh, sorry Andre T Giant. And, uh, uh, but I don't think Andre T uh, could dunk. So Shaq really is dunking all over it's his true. ass. As we know, you mentioned there are mostly filled stadiums of fans out there, and sh- you know Hulk's. Listening, put putting his hand up to the ear, and and the crowd oh, gets yeah. him back up. So, um, Shaq's kind of made the first blow, and it, and it doesn't work. Hogan now coming back with chest slaps and uh, other similar moves that were the finishing moves of, of thirty years ago. Um, <laughs> has, has Shaq on the ropes? Shaq. Ooh, he, he raked his shoulder. Yes. <laughs> oh, that you don't get up from the shoulder rake. Yeah. No See, one gets up from the shoulder rake. now after that rake. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, so Shaq's he on the ropes. a career with a shoulder rake. <laughs> but Shaq has the icy hot back patch, which uh, is essentially uh, it's a cure all. So no matter what um, Hogan can throw at him, he's got long lasting relief, both icy and hot. <laughs> It's it's really important to to point out that Shaq sponsors every product in existence, and so he has really just a completely bottomless arsenal of of uh, as seen on TV products. Right. So, uh, in the end, um, and and with some of the late, late lately unsavory, uh, some of the unsavory things of that Hogan has done of late, he's lost all sponsorship uh, potentialities, and uh, Shaq. Ties this one up. It's one to one, Corey. Ooh, wow. Ooh, another coming down to the wire. I was hoping this wouldn't come down to a wire. Of all the things it came down to, wire was. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a list, and wire's not even on it. Um, Okay, so okay, so some good points have been brought up. Shaq is huge. This we know. (laughs) This is certain. This can be scientifically. Cannot stress that enough. (laughs) (laughs) Man, is huge. And as as has been pointed out, Hulk Hogan, big, but not necessarily huge, but he did fight the giant. A.T. Giant mm-hmm. was no A-T match giant. for him. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge this match on scale. I'm not going to judge it on size. I'm going to go on literary work. Um, <laughs> I believe Shaq has a terminal degree in something, perhaps? At least a master's? I don't know. Shaq has some mm. advanced degree. It's true. And... I think it's true. I think Terry Belay's claim to like artistic fame of any type is he was in a porn once. Yes. Um, 
Which, although you Fair think enough. I'm going to say Hogan, I'm going Shaq. Wow. <laughs> Almost Shaq. won it when oh, I was that's, in a, Yeah, Hulk Shaq. Hogan, that is, that's a shocker. That's a shacker. <laughs> shocker. Shaq, please. My God. So, we have our final four set. Uh, two one seeds have made it through, Dale Earnhardt and Borbo. Mm-hmm. And two two seeds have pulled the upset, the Poet Warrior Monk and Shaq. Uh, so Oof. now uh, let's do final four number one, Dale Earnhardt versus the Poet Warrior Monk. Wow. Okay. Uh, so they're going to settle this uh, with a race. Uh, and mm-hmm. Hammer as a fool, I mean, he's a fool to agree <laughs> to this, but he's agreed to crazier things. He, he might have done it when he was drunk. He might have been drinking when he decided uh, to, to, to race Dale Earnhardt to settle a death match uh, uh, with. Uh, well, oh, sorry, I shouldn't call those races death matches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Too soon. It's just going to be a race. Um, Why is that? Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> but as they're starting, uh, he starts bullshitting. Starts telling him uh, stories about uh, you know just all all the all the stories. And his poetry that he weaves starts, uh, it, it has a hypnotic power. This is uh, part of his, his poet uh, monk skills. And he drops on, as he's already mesmerized, the hammer comes down as he tells him that he beat St. Mary's. Oh. And the intimidator is now the intimidated. Oh, my God. Hammer with the upset. Dale Earnhardt has done a lot of things, but he has never beaten St. Mary's. <laughs> so we have one vote for Hammer. I think I, I think I know just the metric with, on which these two uh, titans compete, and that's going to be which of these two have I come across more of their merchandise and coin-operated gumball machines? <laughs> <laughs> and although Hammer, but who although, owns those gumball right, machines? Corey? I'm just gonna say it ain't for lack of trying with the hammer, but he never got like you got to cross that finish line. You gotta you gotta turn in that paperwork. He never got him out True in front enough. of the public. Well, I've seen a hell of a lot more merchandise out there. Who has more merchandise? Dale Earnhardt or your uncle? Who has those, gum, those gumball no, no, no. machines? In, I'm saying specifically <laughs> merchandise in gumball machines in coin operated gumball machines i'm even i'll even go down to double-headed machines i'm still saying earnhardt's got more merch out there he's got stickers earnhardt probably has more condom and cashew machines i bet he has more condom and cashew God. brands named after him so i'm going uh i'm going intimidator Based on gumball machines. One versus one. Matt, who you got? Even though Hammer owns all those gumball... Okay, fine, fine. You gotta get them out there in front of the people. So, you know, as we'd expect of a, of a semifinal, uh, it's, it's epic, and both, both of these competitors know it. So the training they, they put in is, is uh, unlike any heretofore seen. Um, Earnhardt, you know, cut to the montage of him doing lap after lap after, with the with the his uh coach what what is it do racing spotter is spotter sure a his racing coach <laughs> uh with, out there with a stopwatch and shaking his head and each time you know it gets a little bit faster um he he knows that this is a, a matchup like that that he's never seen hammer in the garage of truth he's out there punching the punching bag <laughs> jumping rope He's um, using his bench press that when you look up, there's a sign that says, I hurt my penis. 
Yes. Um, he's putting in, uh, un, you know, he, he's doing the uh, breaking the drinking the raw eggs. This, this is a matchup for the ages. We get to, and I'm I'm with Ben. I, I'm I'm deciding this by a race. We get to uh, the racetrack. A hundred thousand North Koreans in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is on the line, and cut to the starting line slowly. The three car rolls up. Rumble, 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 rumble. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And now it's car. time for the poet warrior monk. He's nowhere to be seen. Wait, wait, maybe he's, maybe he's, maybe he's just running a little late. Um, the the, the uh, judges can only delay this so long, and it turns out, well, there was beer here. And Hammer got <laughs> stuck in the concession stands and ended up uh, getting sidetracked drinking. And uh, Earnhardt takes one single victory lap and is pronounced uh, the winner. Wow. It was, it was a close one. Came right down to the wire, but uh, Intimidator intimidates his way to the finals. So, on the other side, we have Borbo versus Shaquille O'Neal. A base god of want and desire and Shaq. We have the god of the court versus versus the the croc god. Uh I want Shaq to win. I mean he's a he's a likable guy, but uh I'm sorry. Uh hail Borbo. Borbo uh the crocodile god uh governing our our oldest formed parts of our conscience. Uh mm. victory. Victory Borbo. It's really difficult to argue against Hail Borbo. Right. Hail Borbo. No, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Hail Borbo. Yes. Um, not saying it can't be done. Sure. No, but like, do you believe in miracles? Because uh, not really. I oh, Borbo's no, I mean, of miracles. Yes. As as well as well <laughs> the source of all miracles. Yeah. That's true. As, I mean, you shouldn't. They're completely except for Shaq related miracles. But anyway. Oh. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of like the Shaq related miracles, um, and. I'm going to blank on a couple of these because I don't have my Shaq Rosemary with me with my Shaq Mysterious. <laughs> the first joy of Shaq Mystery is the dunking in the garden. <laughs> yeah. The Boston Garden. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the dunking in the garden. The Boston Garden. Yeah. Madison Square Garden. It's when he ate an Olive Garden. Um <laughs> Second, this was the eating at the garden. Yep, they were like the glorious, joyful, and sorrowful mysteries. I'm sure there's a bunch of those for Shaq. Um, I don't know. I'm coming down to dunkability and saying Shaq, (laughs) Hail Borbo, but but I'm saying Shaq, Hail Borbo. It's Shaq. Yeah, one versus one. (laughs) It's a tricky one to say there, but Hail Borbo, it's Shaq. Down to the wire again with Matt as the deciding the wire. You would think a mere mortal wouldn't be able to stand up to a god. Uh, but you might be forgetting that uh, Shaq also has genie powers. Uh, this is true. And so obviously he conforms into uh, Kazam, or maybe, I don't know if his, the genie's name is Kazam, but we're I just really going to call it know. Kazam for now. Yeah, um, sure. Let's just say that. So uh, now we're, we're, we're on a somewhat level playing field. We've got God versus, you know, God-like. And uh, as we mentioned earlier... Shaq has almost no uh, limit to his uh, merchandising opportunities that he takes advantage of. So he's got essentially a a, a closet full of uh, of tools of the trade that he can use in this battle. But Borbo has way cooler merchandise, such as 
Borbo koozies, which can be found in the Flap Coos Cave. Uh, <laughs> there's no, there's all sorts of great Borbo merch. You too can get your hands on. Um, it's way cooler. And just send us money, and we may send you something. So Borbo wins. You know what I like about Matt's uh, point? Um, I also like that uh, uh, the merchandise sold by through Borbo benefits us less than it does the merchandise that benefits Shaq. So oh. I see where he's getting this from. True. Very true. Wow. So we've got our championship. Mm-hmm. Dale Earnhardt versus Borbo. Okay. So this has been uh, a real slog of a tournament. It's been exciting, action-packed. And so what better way to uh what better way to settle this because I, I i thought hey maybe we should do this by koozies i mean i know there are borbo koozies as i own one mm-hmm. Does, are there any dale earnhardt koozies that one I, mm. I couldn't figure it out so no flap official ones so we so get, they might as well not even be koozies wait do race fans like drinking <laughs> no so we get we get this to the fans just as this has been a, a dramatic roller coaster we settle this le- uh, with a with a um a conclusion fitting uh, a, f- a final uh, act fitting of, of such a, a, a drama with a Billy Madison-esque decathlon. So, <laughs> the first event is about uh, magical powers or, or, or godlike powers. And, and Borbo crushes in this one. Um, one would think. Events two through nine happen, and it's a tie. <laughs> Going into the last event, which is a race. This does not look good for Borbo. It's... A god, but I mean, he really doesn't understand about driving cars. Rules and complications are just the exact opposite of Borbo, the instinct thing. I mean, try to get a, train this a crocodile to drive a car. It's never going to happen. Yes, a high-performance machine. Exactly. I mean, he, he might try to bite it or eat it, but he also doesn't... What's the motivation? There's nothing motivating him. So, we're... I mean, we're at lap 499... Ver- and Borbo has like just been sitting at the finishing line glaring, you know? This looks like this is Earnhardt all the way. Right mm-hmm. as he's about to cross the finishing line, poof! What the fuck happened to him? Oh, uh, we teleported him back to uh, the 1800s to, uh, <laughs> to race chariots around with uh, Napoleon's court. So, Oh, yeah. That's, we sort of screwed this one up, didn't we? <laughs> hey, and like the World Flap uh, Galactic Championship of the Universe, everybody knows you got to be present to mm-hmm. win. And uh, so Borbo wins. It's rule number one. I, I, see, I see Borbo and Dale Earnhardt for sure settling this with a race. Is there any mm-hmm. other way? That two gods would settle this. Yeah, um, got it. Track. So uh, you got you got your you got your god of tearing ass, and you got Dale Earnhardt as well. <laughs> <laughs> and so Dale, same thing. Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, you know it's a close up, extreme close up of his eyes. He revs it. You can see he's got that weird hat on. Yeah, uh, that hat's got that like um, like feather vagina on it. You know what I'm talking about? Georgia O'Keefe did it with a bunch of flat hey, hey, feathers Corey, or Corey, something. Corey, Corey. Um, are you thinking of Richard Petty, like a cowboy? Yeah, I'm thinking of Richard Petty. Was up until just now. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Yep. Just to be clear, just to be clear. All right, sorry. Yeah, now no hat. We're, the... we're talking aviator glasses here. Now, aviator, of course, number three, uh, car number three. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> remember okay. when he was? Remember when he borrowed uh, Richard Petty's hat just for good luck? Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he's. 
days before Petty disappeared in the time machine. He's racing in Richard Petty's hat, and he's like, he's tearing ass, and it's just it looking great. And he's like, you know, he's he's never had such good cornering, and he's never had such good fast times. And uh, then you pull out, and you see it's just all in his dream. Borbo's got him locked in his. Uh, Borbo's a god of base want and desire, and all all Dale Earnhardt wants to do is go fast and turn left. And he's trapped him in a world of there, so. Uh, feeding off of uh, Earnhardt's base want and desire to go fast and turn left. I think Borbo takes this one. So is that what was Ben's vote? Uh, uh, well, it's two to nothing. Ben, well, if you ben, thought Dale ben was going to go, but, uh, yeah, I was just going to come if out. If you thought he was going to go softly into that good night, uh, they do. They do settle this with a race. A lot of those things that you guys said just happen um, on lap four hundred ninety nine. <laughs> Borbo <laughs> takes the shape of. A wall, which is oh. the one stop, the one thing that can stop Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> <laughs> the unintimidatable object. Uh. <laughs> However, uh, Earnhardt does die, but as we know from uh, the backs of many pickup trucks, he sprouts wings, and he Ooh, uh, right. his his um, softly airbrushed image up in the clouds. <laughs> uh, proves to be immortal and actually defeats Borbo. So uh, I think the final is going to be two to one. I think you guys are wrong, but uh, I, I do respect your votes. Wow. So Dale's, uh, Dale does die, but his corpse crosses the finish line in the car. And then and Grant that's takes really his corpse matters. into outer space. <laughs> <laughs> With the rest. Mm-hmm. It's in the trunk of that Tesla. When I started my corpse civilization. So... We got Borbo uh, winning the World Flap Galactic Championship of Hail the Borbo. Hail Borbo. Hail Borbo. Hail Borbo. Hail Borbo. Hey, he just <laughs> wanted it more and designed the world to be exactly like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just wanted it more and created the contest. <laughs> well, uh, if you hail Borbo, Borbo hail Borbo, Borbo us at hail Borbo at gmail dot Borbo. <laughs> And for Hail Borbo, you can Hail Borbo uh, <laughs> on Instagram. You can see us hailing Borbo. You can Hail Borbo yourself. Uh, we are Free Legal Advice Podcast on Instagram. If you love social Borbo and all of the Borbo that comes with Borbo, follow us on Borbo Twitter at Free Legal Pod <laughs> Borbo. Yeah, and if you like the episode, Borbo. Just, hail just Borbo. That. Just hail Borbo. Hail and Borbo. If, if this is, you know, this happens a lot, but I think this is the episode uh, where we would have had the most fun that makes the least sense to uh, other, to non-initiated members. <laughs> we have a, we have an increasingly large amount of episodes where we're like, well, I had fun, fuck you. Well, fuck off. <laughs> we didn't know this for you. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 17. Here's the synopsis for Season 1, Episode 1 of Mask. Matt Tracker, a negligent father and founder of the vigilante group Mask, leads a team of do-gooding stereotypes on a mission (laughs) to recover a life-giving meteorite from mercenaries of Venom so they can return it to a woman he found in a river. (laughs) Driving discarded Transformers and wearing powerful masks to avoid costly dialogue animation. (laughs) 
Mask and Venom. Mask and Venom battle over the space stone while Matt's son Scott runs away on his caregiving robot Segway D2 as a desperate cry for attention from his father and learns not to chase baseballs into the street. Mm-hmm. That is that is a synopsis. Uh, entirely. That is accurate. exactly it. Oh. Yeah, that's so, it, right? Yeah, it's all there. <laughs> that, that, that's definitely it. Hello, Captain Travis. You won't need to watch the episode. Uh, Corey just nailed it for you. Turn internet over.